Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Church of Liberty. Um, it's been a little over a week since I've made any video. Uh, I missed the last Church of Liberty on Sunday, and some of you may know. Uh, the reason that happened was we finally had our little boy. Little baby Campbell Axon Knight has arrived here on the homestead. We're all doing as well as possible. I think may have picked up a little crud or something um, somewhere along the lines, but we're all doing good. He sleeps and eats, sleeps and eats. He's a beautiful baby. Um, he uh, he's only cried maybe a dozen times, like legit cried, got upset, and that was because he was hungry. Or his tummy hurt because he ate too much, probably. Um, so he's a beautiful baby. Uh, he rests good. He does allow us to rest, but you know, even with the him sleeping good, it's in two to four hour increments. So we are tired, and doctor's appointments, and this and that. It's just been a crazy week. We're gonna get back on track, um, and hopefully uh get back to consistency doing doing our thing talking about how we are nature um twisting the stories you've been told your whole life into a new light uh, from the bible talking about how you may just want to look at things a little bit differently you know um for me personally I've been rereading some of my family's history, as some of you know, follow me. Um, fortunately, I have the good fortune to, to have books written on parts of my family. I'm not a direct descendant of Newt Knight. Um, he would have been, I guess, coming out of a his father and my great-great-great-grandfather uh, would have been brothers so we didn't come out of the exact same man but I think we still have share a lot of the same values and I like to read about that because not only do I get to read about new but I do get to read about the broader sense of the land that I live on now and the community that was here and what those men were about you know there was there was a few wealthy men in these parts in the early days but mainly Jones County was a place of yeoman farmers that were just trying to trying to make their way and you know raise their family if they did own any slaves it was more like uh, living with them being a part of the the workforce with them on a daily basis rather than sitting up on their antebellum porches you know watching over hundreds of them which was the case in some parts of mississippi that's what a lot of people don't understand mississippi was probably one i think it was the richest uh state in the nation and it may have been in the world at that time just because of the cotton trade and the mississippi river and the ports and whatnot um but you know reading up on newt and the old Knight family, the Elsies and the, the Graves and the Collins 
all those old families that still are around that were back, you know, some of the first ones to settle these lands back in those days, um, they just worked hard for what they had and wanted to keep it. And whenever the Civil War struck up, you know, it, some of them, most of them in Jones County voted against secession. They didn't want to be a part of that. They just wanted to do their thing and be left alone. And uh, so they were constricted into the war, and ultimately that led to a lot of desertion. And as the war went on, it got more and more common, and they eventually formed their own little sacred, they call it the State of Jones, which um, I guess they did kind of support the Union, but it, for the most part, again, it was just these local people that had banded together and said, you know, we don't really care if y'all want to continue going to fight for these uh, principles that y'all think are the right principles to stand up and fight for. But we particularly don't agree with that. Uh, we see that, once again, money is controlling the situation. And, you know, there was laws like, I think if you owned 100 slaves or more, you didn't have to fight or uh, you didn't have to contribute to the war effort. And then you had these little poor yeoman farmers out here working the hills, trying to make something for themselves. Uh, they would come out and take, you know, not only were the men forced to be go to, sh were forced to go fight a war that they didn't particularly agree with. Uh, while they were gone, the army would come around and take from their families, their wives and their children's mouths, and. Um, you know basically leave them with nothing and uh eventually that that took a very heavy toll on them and a lot of them deserted and started standing up for what they felt was right in their eyes you know they they saw this this false flag this false idol of um a mission and they realized that the main mission in life once again was to to be a man, a family man, to or to be a part of a family, to raise your kids, take care of yourself and your family, and then you can start doing all the other things and working with the land. These men, they were intimate with these woods around here, and they had all, that's why Newt escaped. He was never caught, you know, and he died in his 90s right back here in these hills, and he did that because he was intimate with the land. He knew they used all sorts of herbal remedies that we don't think about anymore. You know, maybe some of you old timers that are listening uh, know about these herbal remedies, but do you practice them? Do you teach them to your kids and your grandkids? Because I think we should start doing that. We might need some of these remedies in the near future. But that's a quick little lead up ramp to what we're going to talk about this morning um may not be in the best of flow but we're going to try to make it through this without getting wet looks like it might start raining on us um but we're in the book of ezekiel this morning and the book of ezekiel is something that's always spoke to me um i remember one of the first times i argued with a preacher or with a religious leader in my life, I can't even remember who it was now, <clears throat> but basically my argument was, 
if there's such thing as a heaven and hell and there's people that are born in part of the world that don't know anything about um, about the Bible or the stories in the Bible they they're, they're never even remotely taught what that meant and you know I was taught that if you didn't read the Bible go to church on Sunday you was going to hell that's just Southern Baptist ways <laughs> I think a lot of that's evolved over the years but that's just kind of some of the messages I was taught you know them fire brimstone preachers they they uh they're pretty uh vigilant in their their uh teachings and but i remember asking if those people never knew the story were never even given a chance to know how can we say they're going to hell and he explained it kind of along the same lines but i just really it still didn't click with me um he did i guess he did a decent explanation he basically said that it was the christians uh responsibility to share the word with these people and I still I was just like well, we can't uh, we can't think that we're going to be able to talk to everybody in the world you know saying there's thousands if not you know hundreds of thousands of people die and are born you know in a month or so I don't know but that, that just don't seem like that's going to work out real well for a lot of folks uh, so I just as I do um I'm very orthodox in my in my uh, studies, but I went. I think I was turkey hunting that day. I can't remember, but I took. I had my Bible with me. I took it out, and I just before a lot of times before I read, I'll say a prayer or meditate, kind of along the same lines, and I'll kind of ask for some direction of what I need to study, and then I'll just open the Bible. And a lot of times it'll be weird, the words that'll be put in front of me whenever I do that. And then that day, and I don't even particularly remember exactly where it's at in Ezekiel, but I flipped to a page and it said that, you know, all the, and I should find it, I shouldn't bring this story up without being able to relate it to you, but basically along the lines of all, all children, all man, don't forget we are created in the image of God. We are God's children, and um, especially children, their innocence is preserved. They, they haven't lived long enough to uh, start making those conscious decisions to lead them astray from the faith. Um, but as adults who were never given the opportunity they also will be graced with the ability to accept christ in the end you know at that final moment and they will be accepted into the heavens and that all pertains even if you believe in heaven or hell i don't particularly think there's a place called hell <laughs> i don't think that we go and sit in fire with this devil, I think man created that to scare people once again into believing what they wanted them to believe. Um, but I do think that our souls continue to travel on somewhere. You know, all a lot, I should not say all, I don't like to deal in absolutes, but a lot of older cultures, uh, religions, you know, they still believe that the soul traveled to other places. 
whether it was reincarnated into another life on earth or what but something about that that consciousness our our perception of the world seems to exist after this vessel ceases to exist um if that makes any sense but we're 12 minutes in and i hadn't even got started on the verse that i want to talk about this morning but anyways book of ezekiel has always been a good one for me and if you think about ezekiel where we're talking about we're talking about um the assyrian assyria uh takeover by babylon um roughly 600 years before the birth of jesus think about you know how i talk about how we got this timeline messed up i just read reread some of the illusion mysteries this is right there on the doorstep of greece and right in the height of the illusion mysteries where they um supposedly drank some pretty potent things and it allowed them to uh change their perception and see things a little differently uh but this is right there you know 600 years before the birth of jesus um Judah's exile in Babylon. Um, Ezekiel was a man who who had multitude of visions. Some people claimed that there was no sense to any of them. Um, and he may have been, you know, consuming the kukion that allowed him to see things a little differently. But he was 30 years old, and I didn't know that until when I started studying for this video um, and I guess it makes sense you know a lot of your people nowadays think that um, in order to be a leader in order to to step up and to you know have any sort of authority you got to be an older person like we elect these decrepit people into the most important supposedly the most important offices for any of us you know as far as president and you got to be what is it 40 at least 40 years old or is it 50 to be a president i can't remember but you got to be old and here we have someone that's 30 that is uh prophesizing and he's he's having connections with the lord and he's telling the people about him whether they believe him or not he is, uh, he's stepping up in that right. And you, you could say that he didn't have it all figured out, but do we, I don't think any of us have it all figured out. But anyways, we're in Book of Ezekiel. Uh, we're in 33, 33 tens where we're going to start this morning. <clears throat> and this is the watchman's message. This is in his Ezekiel's vision. He's basically considered the watchman uh for the people of israel and starts off it says son of man give the people of israel this message you are saying our sins are heavy upon us we are wasting away how can we survive as surely as i live says the sovereign lord i take no pleasure in death of wicked people I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. Turn, turn from your wickedness, O people of Israel. Why should you die? Um, you know, 
we talk about we are nature and taking care of the earth. We're cultivators of this earth and we destroy it on a daily basis. Um, we talk about, or I talk a lot about love being the default setting of, of, of all humans. Um, I think hate is, that's a choice, you know, and then uh, murder, that's a choice. Stealing, that's a choice. Um, but if we focus on what we are as a species and not who we are as a person in the eyes of other people on this planet, um, and chasing those world, worldly riches instead of just being a part of the system that was created for us. You know, we were put in the Garden of Eden, and in our whole existence we've tried to create something better than that. But it, it was the best already. It was given to us in the best shape. But we could have, we could improve upon that design. We can cultivate it and make it even more luxurious for our existence yet we continue to destroy it and try to um manipulate it in ways that have no uh no good outcomes for us as a species as a whole um so the lord takes no pressure in the death of wicked people he doesn't want any of us to to do those things and i think right there it's stating very plainly if you just try to do better if you just try to maybe see the world in a different light and it's gonna be uncomfortable people are gonna make fun of you and uh it's gonna be tough and it's gonna be one of those things that just did it, it don't happen like that like we're so used to in today's society no these are habits that you gotta form and um you know rather than uh just go about your days just stuck in your phone you know you're you're in town you're going in to pay for your gas rather than just being zoned in on what you've got how about you turn that that opportunity into uh, a, a time to to smile at someone to to maybe show that love and make someone else's day even better um how about when you get home you just you take your shoes off and you go walk around in the dirt and the grass for 30 45 minutes maybe you know, close your eyes, take some deep breaths while you sit outside rather than stay inside all day long in front of a TV or a device. Um, the, the message is clear over and over in this book that we're not doing things correctly in the eyes of God. We're trying to be... Um, we're trying to be fulfilled in life by things that we create rather than just enjoying the things that are around us. So I'm going to continue reading. And um, the thing that gets me, and I talk to people about this a lot, and people have told me the same things, and it's so true. You read about it, the stories are in the book. You know, they killed Jesus because he talked about things and performed miracles. Uh, people ridiculed Ezekiel because of his prophecies, his visions that he was given from the Lord. So it's something, you know, 
there's certain thing in man that doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to accept the fact that we are uh, we are all connected and just because somebody's saying things that might be a little bit scary to think about but in the back of your mind you know they're true and that you should work on said things um, we gotta stop doing that we gotta stop ridiculing people who just for instance myself I'm just optimistic and I'm just trying to share my optimism about the world I know we're in scary times but if we focus on the right things and stop focusing on the division and the hate in the world I think we can make progress and I think we can do things that humankind human species has never even uh, been able to comprehend the amount of uh, wealth we could have in this world if we put our minds together and focused on the correct things rather than being led astray by all these little carrots these little riches in your in your life um, those things don't they don't bring happiness in the long run yes it is nice to have nice things but um, family your time your memories that you're making with the people around you those are the things that you think about in the final uh, minutes of your life it just we are we are a part of this earth not a part of this world uh so we're going to continue reading ezekiel 30 ezekiel 33 30 says son of man your people talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors they say to each other come on let's go hear the prophet tell us what the lord is saying so my people come pretending to be sincere and sit before you they listen to your words but they have no intention of doing what you say their mouths are full of lustful words and their hearts seek only after money you are very entertaining to them like someone who sings a song with a beautiful voice or plays fine music on an instrument they hear what you say but they don't act on it when all these terrible things happen to them as they certainly will then they will know a prophet has been among them and um that's where we'll stop to this morning but you know once again the lord speaking to ezekiel and telling him that this message that you're you're speaking the people act like they want to hear it that people are excited that are not excited they there's a buzz around town that there's this guy that's speaking these true words that kind of maybe everybody has these feelings that might be real, but somewhere in there, there's some deceit and there's somebody who, uh, who feels threatened by their way of life. Their way of life may be threatened. You know, their, their riches, their castle might crumble because, um, People might figure out that they don't need said person no more. People might figure out that really, truly, to be happy in life, all they need is their selves and their their uh, their family and a little bit of fresh air and fresh water. And then you can put a little bit of soul in your soul 
you know, you have a little bit of dirt to work and life gets real easy. And I think we really have to start focusing on separating ourselves from those manly systems, those systems of control, if you ask me, in my opinion. And it's just one step at a time. You can't expect to wake up in the morning and be completely self-sufficient. I'm not anywhere close to that. Um, but in my opinion, as a Christian, you should be prepared for hard times and you shouldn't be reliant on another man to provide for you and your family. You should have all those locked down. Um, so I think in the near future, in the years to come, it's going to be more and more obvious. I know some of you are talking about it right now, wanting to start getting more prepared and being more self-sufficient, but if it's only a buzz if it only lasts for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and then you go back to doing the same old things you're going to get bit again even if this whole covid thing blows over and things go back to normal which it's kind of hard to believe that's going to happen but even if they did something's going to happen to you in your life and if you're if you're thinking more along the lines of i can take care of myself and my family you're going to be much better off than always having to run into town to get everything you need. Um, so we stop, we start building these systems, start building these community networks, talking to one another, uh, helping one another out again on that local level and in the virtual level. You know, that's what's great about this time in, in history is we have the ability to communicate instantly with one another all over the world. Uh, with cryptocurrency, we had the ability to transact with one another all over the world without having to involve a third party. Um, and these are all things that are threatening a certain couple of systems in the uh, systems of control in the world. And I think you're starting to see them flex that. They're starting to starting to uh, get a little, a little bit scared that somebody might be... Uh, figuring out that they don't need them no more and that if we all just start trying to take care of ourselves and one another we truly don't need them with today's technology and then we could start putting our heads towards things that really matter you know we have true crises on our hands with the world that we're living in um and i believe with today's technology and the amount of bright minds in this world if we start working on the right things there shouldn't be a hungry person in the world um there shouldn't be a uh surprise um uh disaster that you know desolate or uh, destroys cultures for you know months you know people I think in Haiti, they're still, they were still recovering from the earthquake, and then they got another one. What they just had an earthquake three or four years ago, and then they had another one. Um, and there shouldn't, there's no excuse for that in today's society. Um, I don't know if any of y'all keep up with NASA's news, but there's a comet that could come close to Earth or asteroid that could come close to earth in uh the year 2140 i think you know i won't be alive then but my kids 
my me and my grandkids will be. Um, if we start focuses on things like that right now, if it does come close enough, it could hit the earth. We might have a plan to allow us to not be impacted or completely destroyed by that same. And I don't, I don't claim to know that we're going to get hit by a, a uh, an asteroid, but it, it's happened in the past, so therefore it can happen in the future. Um, and these are just a couple things, you know. We got the, I don't really particularly believe in COVID global warming but i definitely believe in climate change and i definitely believe in man-made climate change and desertification because you can look at satellite images over the past 20 30 years and you can watch us you can literally watch us suck the water out of a piece of land and um but we have the ability to turn that around and to fix that you know we have examples if you want to see one go watch green in the desert um, with jeff lawton um, there's there's multiple examples. He's not the only one. There's lots of people doing these things. They're reclaiming the desert and turning it back. Oh, for instance, you can go look at the satellite images of the uh, the uh, civilian corps after the depression, where they built swells in the middle of the I think it was Arizona or Nevada, out there in the in the southwest somewhere. They built these swells back in the 30s. Pretty sure it's the 30s um and now they're some of the only places that have topsoil in the you know for miles around it's nothing but sand and shrub and then you have these few little areas where they built these swells and uh you have trees growing there green grasses and a couple inches of topsoil after you know 60 70 years so these things aren't that difficult to do. We just got to start talking about them and start doing more of them and working together. Um, but that's all I got for y'all this morning. I hope y'all enjoyed it. We love y'all. Um, please remember to like, share uh, these videos of anybody you, you think might enjoy them. Um, we'll be coming back to y'all on Tuesday with another episode of the All Night Show where we get down into the nitty gritty of this itty bitty thing we call life um so y'all find us on facebook we're on um facebook i'm kyle knight on facebook we got uh kyle knight on MeWe, and then all night homestead on odyssey all night homestead on youtube and then we're we are all night homestead on float so y'all get out there, y'all share this, like it with some, you know, hit the little flame button on Odyssey if you're on there. Hit a subscribe button, Those, all those things help. Anyways, we love y'all guys, y'all take care.